but not altogether surprising. Setting my suspicions aside, it's conceivable the photos were donated to the library by Dad's brother Moon, I focus back on the photograph itself. It and a similarly captioned companion are the clearest look I've had at the world into which my father was born. Tampico, his original hometown, then and now a postage stamp on a flat patch of farmland in north-central Illinois, a little over a hundred miles west of Chicago, looks a bare half-step evolved from Dodge City. None of the brick or clapboard storefronts stands more than two stories. The sidewalks are raised above a dirt thoroughfare, the better to keep mud and worse from being flung at pedestrians by the wheels of passing carts and carriages. There are hitching posts where parking meters might be today. Only the electrical wires strung overhead hint at modernity. The other photo provides a view across the street, with the apartment where the Reagan family lived at the time identified by an X etched in ink. Another, ruder X next door has been rubbed out. Jack had the wrong flat marked, so I put the cross on the right one, my grandmother has written below. The photographer's own caption says, Busy Day, Main Street, which appears to be no exaggeration. Outside, in the street below the flat, I count twenty horse-drawn conveyances of various descriptions, from farm wagons to sport buggies. The sidewalks are lively, mostly with men, who stand talking in small clusters in front of the post office and J. R. Howlett's hardware store. Charles Darby's tailor shop, cleaning and repairing a specialty, graciously offers those who care to linger a lunchroom. And there, in the middle of the block, its new awning capturing the photographer's attention as it would that of any potential customer, sits H. C. Pitney's competition. John Backland has turned the big guns loose, promises, threatens, an enormous sign hung across the front of the building. Below the lettering, a caricature of a man wearing a derby and an aggressive mustache, perhaps John Backland himself, fires a cannon at a disreputable lout representing high prices. Every cent counts here, banners proclaim, big values in men's suits, opportunity knocks today. Another, centrally positioned, reminds shoppers, we must have cash. John Backland isn't the sort of merchant who tolerates bumpkins showing up hoping to purchase a new Sunday suit with a basket of eggs. I can imagine Jack Reagan standing in the doorway of the Pitney store across the street, judging by the angle he could be looking over the photographer's shoulder, and casting a worried eye up at his own little sign. Referring to the view of their old apartment, Nellie has written, Just imagine that you see me with my head stuck out the window. I peer at the fragile photograph in its plastic sleeve and do my best to comply. Casting my mind back across the years, I search for a glimpse of auburn hair, radiant in the falling light of a lingering summer evening, as my young grandmother leans out over her windowsill, hoping to catch sight of her jack as he comes whistling his way home from another day selling shoes. These scenes from a century past are at once familiar, the Pitney store is long gone, but the building that housed it still stands, and alien. There is no mistaking it. This is a different world, one that existed a very long time ago. At the same time, it is maddeningly near, as close as a single generation. My father was born in that very flat, overlooking that same busy street filled with the comings and goings of farmers and their teams of horses. Though my grandfather, Jack, was killed by a heart attack seventeen years before I was born, the woman leaning out of that window lived long enough to know me in my infancy. 
All at once, the reality of my father's age, the gulf separating his early small-town life in the farm country of Illinois, its rustling leaves, jingling bridles and barnyard smells, from the hyper-cosmopolitan, pop-culture-obsessed, global-tweeting maelstrom that is modern America, comes crashing home. My father would be a hundred years old by now? There's something slightly unreal about that. Is it really possible? People whose parents have reached the century mark themselves usually seem to be in their seventies, or at least late sixties. Not me. At fifty-two, I'm not even close to eligibility for the benefits of socialized medicine. I still have all my teeth and hair, though an increasing amount of gray appears to be creeping into the latter, and my dentist has of late been shooting me dirty looks. Yet here I am, faced with the astounding yet unavoidable truth. My very own father was born in 1911, and that is, yes, 100 years old.